In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. You're very welcome to the Brendan Option, coming to you courtesy of Immaculata Productions. I'm Father Brendan Kilcoyne. If you like our work, would you please hit the subscribe button? It won't cost you any money and it won't even cost you much in the way of effort, but it makes a huge difference to us. Uh, would you please keep us in the prayers? Please, please, please keep us in the prayers and in your masses. If you have a few bob to spare, would you send us something? Anything is welcome. Okay, we really do have a, not huge, but a very steady seepage of money on various expenses. And we do need some help consistently. And above all as well, would you maybe, con you know, make, make constructive comments. Uh, they help the algorithm, but as well as that, you know, you're making contact with us and you're joining the debate. Uh, we got fairly good feedback lately on a video we did on marriage and several people in, in a, a few in the comments and a few in conversation otherwise said you know this needs a follow-up i i would say probably we need to do several videos on marriage because it is a great and magnificent and complex topic i think it probably does need more attention um so i'm really not proposing some sort of systematic treatment of the topic at this point but I am more than willing, if you have the patience to, to stick with me, to reflect a bit more on it. And again, I'm coming at this, a certain humility must, must be present. Uh, I'm not a married man. I can't ever be a married man. Uh, I, I am a priest and I vowed not to marry. I promised not to marry. And so in, in a certain human sense, I'm an outsider to this in a, in a human sense. But first, first of all, I'm a priest and I, I preach the teaching of the Catholic Church, which has experience of everything. And secondly, I, um, I have that outsider's advantage. So just consider what I have to say. I would make a few more comments, uh, first of all, just uh, in general regarding uh, contemporary uh, prejudices, I don't, I don't, and I don't actually mean prejudice in a negative way there necessarily. But it's just a, perhaps assumption is a better word. Uh, which until recently, in one case, I shared. And one thing is, um, oh, you know, put off marriage. You know, the last thing you need is to be going into marriage immature. That's a fair comment, by the way. Put it off. Better to put marriage off into your thirties. Um, until you're absolutely certain. I just want to make the point here. I'm not aware of any research that shows that marriages are any more stable because we've, in fact, been doing that for quite some time. In fact, my understanding, really, and my personal experience and my knowledge of, of the anecdotal evidence is that it's not making a difference. I would say that anyone... I, w I would wait to the mid-twenties, I think, somewhere around the mid-twenties, okay? Try to, try to get adolescence over with, and adolescence is continuing into the twenties now. I, I would wait until then, all right, but I don't see why somebody should necessarily have to wait until their thirties on the assumption that they'll be wiser. In my experience, sometimes people actually become stupider. Uh, so I, I, I really don't see a guarantee of that. I mean, I, I used to teach and I met so, some of the most impressive pep people I met were 16, 17, 18, like, 
you know, until I'm just making this point. I think if the wisdom is there, if the maturity is there, I wouldn't be asking people to wait too long. Another problem is that you become extremely skilled the longer you wait in in managing relationships. But a relationship of this kind is bigger than you. So you shouldn't become too good at managing it. And you become good at ending relationships as a part of that management. And that's the last talent you need when it comes to marriage. That is absolutely the last talent you need, is the talent of a demolition expert. The only demolition you're going to need, need to know how to do is the demolition of your own selfishness and your own, your own fear and, and your own demons. You know, it's a bit like, uh, do you remember the way we used to be allowed to drive on provisional licenses for years? And you could go on and on. I went on for several years on a provisional license. You could go on and on like that. You could just keep getting provisionals. I said, the problem is that you acquire very bad habits. And then you end up having to pay a fortune to somebody to help you break those habits that you've acquired in driving. I, I think the same may happen in terms of waiting too long for marriage. And nowadays, waiting too long for marriage will also involve people moving in together. And I just want to make this crystal clear, okay? I want to make this crystal clear, is that if you are living together in a sexual relationship, outside of marriage, you are literally living in sin. You have constructed an established and stable framework of sin. That's a disaster. And that's, what, that's how you're going to come to marriage. I, that's not good. And, and this is the case more often than not now with couples, is they live together. And uh, misguided older people, increasingly in Ireland, who are practising Catholics and should know better, will encourage them in this. And will say that it's better to do this, even though the available evidence indicates a very mixed bag and that, if anything... Uh, a lot of the skills that are acquired through doing this are inimical to commitment and to marriage. The last thing you need going into marriage is to have acquired the sort of emotional and spiritual parsimony, the tightness, the meanness that is endlessly calculating because marriage involves a risk. So I, I would say there, that for the Catholic, that element of risk is absolutely crucial. It is a part of love. It is a part of romance. It's actually central to them. And it can't be dispensed with and it can't be bought off. And this looking for absolute certainty, it's, it's, it's not only uh, futile and immature, it's vulgar. It shows um, a disappointing reaction to the wonder and mystery of love and life. A certain amount of prudence by all means, a reasonable amount of calculation, but don't become too good at that kind of thing. Lovers need higher skills. That's one thing I would say. A second thing I would guard against is the, is the, the deadly um, carbon monoxide nature you know, colourless, odourless and lethal of routine habit 
uh, fixed approach, timetable, be very wary of the effects of that. They seem to be stabilising, but they can kill a marriage. And why? Because boredom is a, a spiritual and um, romantic killer. So I would say to you, discover the true meaning of, of, of the partnership that is envisioned by the church. This is hard work. And if you dodge this, you may lose your marriage. Ask for the graces that you need for this. A woman should ask for the graces that she needs to continue to mind herself, look after herself. With whatever a woman chooses to do, makeup and all the rest of it, to continue to be um, uh, a lovely and attractive woman right through life. You won't stay young. None of us do. But that you don't just give up because you're married. And I would say the same thing to men. And I hear men say back to me, that's ridiculous. What, do I have to, do I have to go around with a, a tube of lipstick? No, notwithstanding some current philosophies, no, the church doesn't require that you do that. Okay, in fact, it positively discourages it. But it does mean that you don't actually just, just end up dead in the relationship, only not smelling that way. Worse still, you may end up smelling that way. Now, I have to be very careful what I say here, okay? I have to be really careful what I say here because the most privileged thing a priest does in some ways is, is the confessional. But I will say this, that, and I think priests will back me up on it, is that one of the things you notice as a priest is um, the evil that results from one person taking the other for granted. You have practically dismissed them and you've almost buried them. And you've buried them not in a grave, you've buried them in your own laziness. You're taking them for granted. And then taking the marriage for granted. Taking it as some sort of a stable, endless thing that will just work on its own. No, it was born of your love and you must continually bring your love to the table. So I'd say those two things. Number one, don't be afraid to give of your best years to the marriage. I mean your best in terms of physical attractiveness, but also physical, um, what would you say, uh, vitality, energy. Don't be afraid to do that. You shouldn't be afraid to get married in your mid-twenties. Remember how difficult it will be to keep chaste if you keep putting it off. And also remember the absolute deadliness of what is now considered respectable, which is living together. That is spiritually deadly. It is mortal sin. So you, you might as well spend those years spiritually swimming in poison. Right? That's the first thing. And the second thing is linked to it, is that when you marry, commit to it. You'll make mistakes. How could you not make mistakes in such an incredible undertaking? But keep fighting. Keep bringing yourself to the table. Never take the relationship for granted. Never take the other person for granted. Never disrespect their mystery or the mystery of the Holy Sacrament that binds you. Never. Wake up every morning 
wake up every morning like the alcoholic or dr- the recovering drug addict who has learned at a terrible price the beauty of the morning and of a second chance. And regard yourself in the marriage as somebody on parole. Yeah? You're, you, you're a sinner. You're a you're brilliant but a flawed being and you have been given the chance to imitate God. And I say, no matter what trouble you're going through or what mistakes you have made, God bless you for keeping that marriage going. God bless you for all the investment of yourself you're putting into it. May God grant you powerful graces. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.